Mic check, mic check. Mic check, mic check. Cheers, bro. Cheers, man. <sighs> Excuse me. Fitchburg's finest. Shout out to Wisconsin and the Yahara Bay Distillers. I would never have believed that Wisconsin could produce. I know. I, I mean, and I mean, I mean, it doesn't make sense because we talk about where you can grow, you know, every product you have here anywhere right now in the United States. All you need to do is really do a good job distilling it and barreling it and taking, yeah. ca taking care of it. So it can be done anywhere. And the fact of the matter is, is bourbon is corn based yeah. fucking Wisconsin, for Christ's sake. Wisconsin. And uh, so it's I, I think it's called V. I think it's called V, Small Batch Bourbon Whiskey. Uh, or Fitchburg, Wisconsin. Or five. Or five. <laughs> Roman numeral five. You know, for Roman being bourbon fans, I'm starting to get the impression five. that we're not like the greatest. Yeah. Maybe we need to do like a bourbon education course. Yeah, I think so. Do some uh, growth for us and our, uh, and our uh, bourbon drinking. Yeah. Growth and bourbon drinking growth in life growth in the podcast yeah so i think that's the theme for today folks i think that you know we uh one of the big wins for me when we started this we started this this year uh was getting the audio on on track that was like a big growth <laughs> moment for me um gosh we could do a whole podcast on just that oh my god i don't want to do that i'm not ready to go there yeah uh We've discussed uh, failures. We've discussed uh, expectations in parenting. We've discussed uh, challenges, relationships, stress, stress. And so uh, now uh, we thought this would be a good episode to talk about the evaluation. Yeah. You know, reflection and a little bit what we've learned, uh, what we we're hoping to do better, what we're hoping to make changes with. Uh, why mm -hmm. kind of like prove some of the things that we so proudly recommend yeah that right you all do yeah that totally. we all do together you know if we're gonna sit there and tell our ways of dealing with stress or our ways of dealing with change or mistakes or quote-unquote failures and we talk about why is the word of failure a finality then we wouldn't be able to evaluate ourselves and how we're doing with this podcast that's right and so we uh we listened back and uh have some have some thoughts i think going yeah forward. so uh i want to give a shout out uh to my better half for this little bit of feedback yep. uh thank you laura thank you laura walton uh we're gonna clean up the language a little bit yeah uh we are getting the impression that there's some friends listening there's some colleagues listening they might want their kids to listen to this. Mm -hmm. You and I we, took on an undertaking yeah. this year. You know, we shot out doing this mindset athletics for these third, fourth and fifth grade kids. And one day they may be listening to this or their parents find this based on us talking. Yeah. We should be better coaches in how we represent yeah. ourselves. Exactly. You know, we took it as something for us to do for fun and that we were you know, just wanting to talk as friends and just 
maybe some people might find what we have to talk about interesting. Because admittedly, when Jeremy and I used to hang out, we would go to bars and we would get up in the morning and still work out. And we would be the most attentive uh, husband and father. And so we got everything done, but we still enjoyed ourselves and we did have several bourbons. And so <laughs> we loved when we got together and were able to have conversations about real things in the bar where it wasn't taught. We weren't in the bar just to get drunk or anything. It was, we were there to talk about exactly what we've been talking about together as two men. And it was like weird that you could find somebody to talk about those things with. And I think people, a lot of our friends in our lives, when they were around us, they got to experience that. And they got to experience when we would have these conversations and they'd be like, man, it feels good just to have these conversations. And so we wanted to try to give that to more people. We wanted to talk about the things that, you know, are really meaningful in life and, um, Hopefully we have a perspective that hits home with somebody and can help somebody. But then you, you realize that a lot of, we have met so many people in our lives. And even though our, we don't have millions of followers or Instagram or whatever bullshit is going on. And I just cursed. So. <laughs> Sorry. Growth and me. progress, growth, brother. Growth and progress. So, um, we, we, we do have a lot of friends that we've met through all of our businesses and time together in Chicago and then Indianapolis. So somebody like our great friends, Willie and Dana down in Indianapolis, you know, if she, we know she listens and we know that she probably hopefully would want her sons to listen one day. So, you know, then maybe there, she mentions it to her dad that remember those guys, they got, you know, they came down to Indianapolis and helped open the, the club they got a podcast and you should listen to it and then he listens to it and then he hears us just having a conversation at a bar that maybe not all the time we're you know we're we're cursing or we're talking like nobody's listening right and people are listening and so we need to be better and be mindful about that mindful <clears throat> so you know brought it up with uh miles that I need to work on uh, being able to express myself mm -hmm. without vulgarity, mm -hmm. maybe elevate some expectations out there. Mm -hmm. And so now he catches me and he, the best way he does it is he does uh, Captain America. So he goes, if I ever cuss, he goes, language, dad. <laughs> uh Five points to the Ooh. Marvel fans out there who Ooh. know which which movie that line's from. But uh, yeah, he goes, language. And uh, I'm like, oh, thanks, son. And honestly, it's nice because the boys know. And uh, they don't give me a hard time about it. But you could tell they'd prefer that I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so anyway, that's the first thing. So thanks to everyone for listening. And those of you who were listening and were like, man, it should be great if those guys cleaned up their language. We hope <laughs> we hope that you can spread the word that uh, these fellas, you know, mean it when they say that they're constantly trying to do a little bit better. 
So encourage us, folks. Encourage us on the growth. Yep. Uh, the next bit of adaptation and uh, and growth and what we've learned uh, besides the tech and besides the language. Um, it's hard sometimes to figure out uh, which topics when we get into them that we're trying to really convey when it comes to what we're trying to get across. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> one of the things that I really want to harp on is it's difficult to convey in a simple conversation of a simple topic about how much I feel that I've gone through with you mm -hmm. at a very specific age in my life. Yeah. So I met Mark when I was 32 years old. So I'm very much not in my twenties anymore. And when I moved to Chicago with my wife, I told myself, you know, my twenties was my decade of play. Mm -hmm. I lived in California for that exact reason, but my thirties were going to be about manhood. That was like something I told myself, this is going to be the decade where I learned how to be a man. And so I thought Chicago was an honest city about where life really is. I thought it was also an honest city about where our country is mm. and race amongst other things. And so I thought that this would be a good place to learn those things, to learn about reality. And in the process of the multitude of friends that I've met, one of the things meeting you is to understand the difference between how one was brought up and yet the values in which one was brought up. Mm -hmm. And when I found that we <clears throat> shared similar values in a lot of things, one of the most important ones was our ability to adapt, not just adapt, but almost crave, uh, impossible <laughs> situations or <laughs> over daunting situations where you're like, I bet I could, I bet I could handle this. Yeah, I bet I, I could figure out a way to handle I this. I have to be able to handle this. I was built for this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so <clears throat> what comes with that is a level of trust that I think is really rare. Yeah. And that's the thing that, um, I don't know if I convey enough, but the level of trust that I have for you, and this just actually came up uh, in a video I saw <clears throat> recently, excuse me. And uh, it's a video of Ken Griffey Jr., right? Mm. And he's talking about a player that he used to play with. I'm sorry, I'm not much in baseball, baseball. so I don't know yeah. the name of the, of the player. But uh, he's talking about his upbringing, and he's talking about this player's upbringing. And I can't help but think of you. He's talking about, you know, I was raised with my backwards hat and, you know, hip hop and R and B. And this guy has this big belt buckle and listen mm -hmm. to country, et cetera. And he said, but if anything were to happen to me or my wife, there's not another human being I would feel more comfortable with raising my children than this person. Mm. And I was like, that is a compliment and a half. Mm -hmm. Right. <clears throat> and as he said it, I thought for a second and with what we've been going through this week, uh, with you guys, with us, I was like, yeah, man. I mean, if it was that, if it was going down like that, like I would totally trust you with my kids, bro. It wouldn't, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't yeah. phase me. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> like you see me getting up in the morning. I think Max ate more breakfast than he's ever eaten this morning. Whatever said <laughs> yesterday morning. I was like, eat those sausages. <laughs> he, he shoved four sausages in his mouth and he had them like a chipmunk totally. and he's just trying to chew them. And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Not all at once. Not all at once. I know, man. Oh man. 
Yeah. We, but anyway, uh, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, I think that's what's so rare and what's special is, and it's just odd. I didn't expect this when I was, you know, moving here to yeah. find a friendship like this. I didn't expect to find an adult friendship at this age. I know that's something that people struggle with at times. You know, usually you meet certain groups of friends in your twenties and you're kind of like, that's it. The sitcoms yeah. tell us, you know, yeah. that's how it yeah. gets down. Totally. And, uh, <clears throat> so that was something I wanted to bring up is that as we're going through some of these stories, sometimes I forget, like y'all don't know all of the backstory right. when right. it comes to our friendship and the things that we've done. But I can tell you that, uh, I've met and experienced very few people who would literally put everything of themselves into anything to take care of someone that they really cared about. And Mark Byers, one of those people, mm. And, uh, I'm grateful to know you for those things and for that kind of character. And, uh, that's why <clears throat> I like being around you because you inspire me to push a little bit more to crave a little bit better in the best way possible. But my favorite part, honestly, man, is to do all those <laughs> things, but not forget to enjoy yourself yeah. because there's plenty <laughs> of things to enjoy in the process. And sometimes I get caught up on being a little too, uh, rigid man. Yeah, perfect. You know? Yeah, Too perfect. And like, uh, dude, we don't, we don't, we're not gonna be perfect. Yeah, we're and gonna. You're fail. there to be like, no, oh, man. What are you doing? Let's yeah. go play in the mud. Yeah. It's gonna be dirty. It's gonna yeah. be all right. It's gonna be all right. Yeah, man. you gotta just put because we talked about the hero, man. You know that hero doesn't have this, you know, glow around them. They're the ones that just lasted longer in the mud. Yeah, yeah. man. Like they got their asses kicked and they just kept going. That's the hero because everybody has that inner mind. You know, they, the person that survives is in their mind, superhuman because they didn't. And so they look at that hero as a shining, but we're all just normal people. Well, almost we do that to separate, like to not allow ourselves to be worthy of such a title. Like you can't be flawed and still do great things for people right. or be right. great in the things right. that you do. Yeah. Like it has to be one or the other. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, man, I love you too, buddy. I mean, we, we, not at a drop of a hat, I, you come on over. I mean, we're spending three days with them at the drop of a hat because stuff happened to our house. And so it was nothing. Everybody had their own schedules. We had the kids up. We had somebody was doing breakfast one day. This is, and it's like seamless, man. I know, man. It made me feel like. Honestly, dude, we could run a really great bed and breakfast. <laughs> I was like, look at this. When it's all said and done, when it's all said and done, when we're on the other side of 60, the kids are gone. Oh, my but God. But they're like, I need a place to go. They'd be like, come oh, on man. over to the yeah. <laughs> to the buyers in the Walton's estate. Get you oh a bed and God. breakfast on. We'd, we'd have a cracker box. And you know, it'd be, it'd be like a fitness bed and breakfast. <laughs> this performance bed and breakfast. You're right. With all like, people are like, have you ever been to oh the God. old man's? Oh my God, wait, wait. Performance bed and breakfast. If you guys are out there and anybody <laughs> votes on us getting a, buying a fitness retreat. Yeah. Where you could come yes. experience the podcast live yeah. in person. We do, do fitness. We do, the, we do the workouts in the morning. Yeah. We do the and meditation. Just a little bit of uh, libation maybe just yeah. a little and so then yeah. at the end of this long like tumultuous training day Some where you've just baths. been like yeah Oof. and then we're all sitting around the fire 
the mics are on. Everyone's got a glass of something. Yeah. Maybe it's some tea. Maybe some spiked tea. I don't know. (laughs) And everyone's listening to the podcast. And then people are able to share some of their, like, feedback in real time. And then we're all having this amazing conversation. I don't know, man. That sounds like an amazing experience to me. That sounds great. All right. Put that on the list. Yeah. Put it up on the list. Bed and breakfast style. (laughs) But it has been seamless. With a fancy name. We have two house. We have two families operating. Are you trying to come up with a name? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got to be a a, a pun, yeah. otherwise it's not Midwest. Yeah. Okay, we'll put we'll a challenge vote, out there. Vote. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was good. That's good, man. Yeah. All but right. this is like the best. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is what it's all about. You and I got to experience a lot of different cities, both independently and together within the fitness industry. And uh, for those of you who are not privy to this side of the, uh, the front desk, um, one of the coolest things about being in this industry is that you get sampled to every different lifestyle. Mm. Uh, lawyers, doctors, teachers, yeah. students, yeah. parents, professionals. Uh, I trained someone who did silks. Those yeah. are like the yeah. things that Pink does in her concerts. Theater, you, you train theater. theater people. Yeah, you train triathletes. Yeah, you train athletes. Yeah, I mean, in all one, walks in of one life. day. Yeah, all walks of life. And so when you experience this many different types of people, you get the opportunity to find the commonality between mm-hmm. everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so one of those things is that everyone's stressed all the time. So you're not alone on that. <laughs> yep. I'm sure that's making everyone feel comfortable. Oh, everyone's stressed. I didn't know. Yeah. I thought all those people cussing at me on the road are just living <laughs> their best life, but I'm the one who ruined it. <laughs> no, everyone's stressed. Um, but one of the other commonalities that I always find with all these different people is everyone seems to be in their hero's journey, trying to figure out what they experienced when they were young what they had hoped to experience Mm. as they got older, what the reality is, and then try in some way to find a harmony of, I understand that there's limits Mm. while at the same time, I sure as hell would love to kind of get here or whatever that space is for whatever particular person. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, that's why they were training with us, right? Is like, I want a certain level of, uh, mental and physical fortitude. Yeah. And I know that this is a part of that equation, which I certainly believe that it is. And, uh, yeah, we got to do that. Yeah. Seeing people push their boundaries. That was the coolest part about teaching that class to new instructors Mm. is we had people that were really talented as trainers, really knowledgeable and still are very knowledgeable. Um, Obviously, we're teaching a class format, so it's the format we're teaching, not fitness in general. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I really liked because it was a challenging class to teach is the effort put in. Those who would get it the moment that they got it, the tough transition moments. And that's just to really say is to watch someone actually grow in front of you Mm -hmm. mentally, physically, and emotionally Mm -hmm. is a cool thing to watch. Right. 
right? Because you know, you know what effort it had to take to get them to that position. That's right. From wherever they were. That's right. I agree. Like, I mean, everybody's goals were a little different, but when you saw the growth, I mean, you saw it in front of yourself. Like yeah. two months later, you're like, damn, you've been like really working hard. And yeah. that's inspiring because you know that that person somehow has found something to like change what they want set out to change almost like a why a purpose yeah, they found a purpose found a and purpose. so you're like proud of them yeah you know, and you get to see that i mean sometimes though there's the the crazy thing is though you have this um at, you know the first time you're a little bit disappointed because somebody like they're doing well and then something happens and they go backwards or something oh yeah and a lot of our life is a client coming in and out of your life. Yeah. And so like you have a client for a while, they do great. And then all of a sudden they just trail off. And then you're like, I don't know what ever happened to that person. And then you see him again and you're like, Oh, are you good? Like you kind of, sometimes it's not like a clean breakup. Yeah. You know, it's a weird situation. Yeah. And, um, so you have that in your mind. It, as you go further in your career, you know, those things are like the normal process. And so you become a little less open to these, um, wins. Yeah. Like the wins don't become as big of a deal. Yeah. You know, just like everything, like you get tired, not tired, but you get used to seeing people, um, succeed and fail a lot. And then you realize, I mean, it's a very cliche statement, but it is the process. Yeah. You yeah. really, it yeah, is, yeah, yeah. it is a natural thing. Right. And even with the kids program that we stepped into this, yeah. this year, yeah. uh, watching these kids get better. And, you know, I have to say one of the things I didn't expect with parenting is, uh, how quickly fear becomes a factor. If you're not good at something the first mm -hmm. time you do it, I think that's what I'm fighting with the most whenever it comes to my kids of trying to introduce them to new activities mm. and not just sports related, you know, art books, writing, anything. Yeah. They're like, Oh, I don't want to do that. I'm like, okay. But you just said that you were like, I want to do this. <laughs> what? Yeah. You said you wanted to do this. Well, I'm like, okay, well, and you got to go through the list again. You didn't know how to walk, but you learned how to walk. You couldn't even go to the bathroom by yourself. You learned how to do that. Mm -hmm. There's never been a thing that you have not done that you'd have to learn, got better at. Now you like these things. Now you like to draw. Right. Now you right. like Legos. Now you right. like to play this sport. Now you like to do this. But at seven, eight, nine, and 10 years old, it's still the biggest fear is not being good at something. Hmm. And even as we age, it just never changes. Yeah. Right. And what kills me is that we have enough evidence that it's not really about being good. <laughs> is it? It's about the practice that <laughs> exactly. you do in anything. Exactly. If you really want it, then you'll just you'll practice. Do this. Now you practice and maybe you're not, talented enough with your practice to be at a certain level of whatever it is that you're aspiring to be. But if you tell me that all you can do at best is, you know, make a hard boiled egg, but after 30 days, <laughs> that's not the only thing you're gonna be able to make of <laughs> right. like trying to cook. Right. 
So the skill set in all the things that we do improves. Yeah. And is that not good enough? Is that not good enough? Like you were not able to do something at some point and now you are. Right. We were like (laughs) sitting there with one mic practically uh, yeah. Lading the tramp yeah. close to each other as we were starting this thing First way back guess. when. Yeah. yeah. And now we adapted yeah. with like learning different things to be yeah. able to make this work and, yeah. and finding ways so that we could be comfortable as we went yeah. through these talks and all yeah. the stuff that we're doing. So it's just bananas to me now that I look at kids <laughs> at that age and us at our age and I, and one of the differences is I knew in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm not quitting. Like, I'm yeah. going to figure out whatever yeah. the problem is. I'm going to figure out a solution and we're going to get there and we'll continue to do that because yeah. I don't know, man, I'm, I'm like you, I, I get a lot from this. I get a lot from sharing conversations so that we don't get put in these boxes of what maybe people think of men of our age mm. and of our lifestyle. Yeah. I like having these talks so that friends of ours who maybe are looking to have some deeper conversations, they can trust us to have those conversations with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want the people in our lives to know, you know, some of the things that we think about and how we navigate. And at the same time, it's a cathartic process of just being able to like let off some of the steam that we're collecting on a regular basis. Right. Yeah, I mean, we could easily just have these conversations by ourselves in your basement without the mics. But one hundred percent. But I think go, it goes back to I know why I want to be on this earth, and I I want to help people. And I mean, as funny as it may sound, as as funny as it may sound, uh, if we help one person, one person, because of this podcast, just learn a little bit or have a better aspect or outlook on their own life. That is worth it to me. You know, it's worth it to me. I hear that, man. I hear that. You know, cause I'm, I'm, I mean, it's not a small thing. Some fellas out there feeling like that they're out there on some Island. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People out there. Yeah. On a regular basis feeling that way. And that's the other thing, man, is that, you know, I know everyone's trying to get back to the way the world was. And I know some people are tired of talking about COVID, but that wasn't normal. No, it wasn't a normal experience. No, it wasn't something that you can just dust off and think like you're all good. Yeah. Like it was, it was hard. Yeah. It completely pitted everyone against everyone. Usually in times of struggle or times of fear or times of challenge, you lean on community to get through it. And this is one of those weird times where another person could be responsible for the death of another person. Mm -hmm. And so you have to actually, you have to actually be physically and emotionally concerned about being around another person for your own safety. Right. It's so weird. So weird. And like, we all went through that and I don't think you can just, like you said, shake it off or dust it off, man. Just like relearn how yeah. to trust another person yeah. to have your back. You know? Yeah. Well, know. and even, I mean, it just, there was so many, you know, different opinions and it's like, man, we, we couldn't, I don't know. It just pitted each other. It pitted, pitted people against each other that probably were friends. You know, it's like, 
so oh yeah we talked about it how a political yeah. statement could be made by wearing a mask or yeah. not wearing a mask yeah. that simple of a yeah. of an action if you want to call it that yeah and and it sucks because that's the way that our country is like believe it to be so it doesn't it didn't have to be this way we made it this way <laughs> like we invent we we you know we wrote the constitution we and so i mean we did this to ourselves so i understand that we're proud to be in a country that has the choice have the choices to, to have a podcast have these conversations 100%. and do these things but we you know we continue to go down the path of like democrat republican are two sides and that's like just pitting half the country against half it's half the country i know 51 percent, 49 like holy cow you're completely the whole point about the political parties are simply to keep checks and balances like i don't understand how we got into this you know whatever team you're swinging with man it has to be like the others considered a terrorist yeah <sighs> we could do better yeah that's all i'm saying when i hear this kind of stuff 100%. i think we're not thinking enough we're not listening enough we're talking about change talking about growth we just talked about how uncomfortable and how challenging it is, how easy it is for kids to say, I don't want to do something because of how hard it is. Now think of an adult who's right. lived so many years, who's now at the age where it's like, I've made it this far. Where's the incentive for me to change a single thought or belief system that I have for yeah. the greater good? And yeah. why would I care? Right. It's a dark thing to say, but I'm just saying like, how do you get that person to buy in to say, Hey, it is worth it actually. Right. Here's why. Here's how, right, right. I actually don't have the words yeah. that could say it, but it is something that I'm concerned about to your point yeah. about how we got so pitted against everyone. Cause at the end of the day, man, it's still weird to me. I was really impressed in the first few months, how many people were on point of just being like, I can't sit here doing nothing. So here's how we're going to help. Mm. I like seeing right. a lot of people mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. Come up with different things to do. And that's something that emerged from yeah. the pandemic that I'm really proud about of seeing, you know, of people who were like, this is what I'm going to do with it. I think the, the, the craziest thing was nobody of this, these generations had been through anything like that. So like we thought, I mean, how many times have we had natural disasters in this country that have been televised and we know about like a hurricane come is coming like three days before it hits land. Yeah. And we hear about these hurricanes or we hear about these disasters that are going to wipe out cities in Florida and the hurricane comes and it, it does, it wipes everything out. And then like, how fast is it that you forget that that even happened? Like, can you remember the last hurricane in Florida right now? I know there was one recently. I don't even know what it was called. I don't know where it landed. I don't know. And so you get numb to all the stuff that's happening. And this virus, people said, well, we shut down for two weeks. And so when we went into lockdown, everybody's like, oh, dude, this is, let's just take a chill for a second. And like, hey, man, so you get your pod, you're supposed to hang out and you hung out with some friends because you're like, maybe this is like just a two week thing. And then it was not two weeks and everybody's like, oh, fuck, everybody's going to be locked down. And it went into this frenzy of you got to buy stuff like you gotta, and <laughs> the then, toilet paper. Yeah. Go. And then, then you were like, Oh my God, we have to figure out a new way to be able to keep in contact with our best friends. And so you did like virtual dinners together 
and you were like, this is, you know, this is kind of fun. It's kind of kitschy. It was kind of like, we sent Dude, food. You like, did the happy hour. Yeah. Cooking. Uh, cooking. cooking. That yeah. was the best, That's right. bro. I did the cooking. When are we doing that Thursday again? Thursday nights. I'll try to get that back. Oh. That was fun, man. That was the best. Yeah. I would send out that Instagram uh, message and said, if and anybody, the menu, and the so menu, you, and you buy all the groceries, yeah, the and then list. you were coaching us on to do it, man. Yeah, it was fun, and I was racing home from. Uh, oh, you were doing dude. so much oh at my the time, God, dude. and still making it work. So much, I was and, and there was there were no cars on the road, and yeah. I would just fly to Willowbrook and back and forth daily, and um, in that Honda Accord, dude, all the way around this, <laughs> all the way around <laughs> the city. All the way around, like Chicagoland. Totally, I would take fifty-five north up to uh, eighty-three, or what the heck it, it is, way up there it by Willowbrook. Take eighty-eight home, two ninety-four to ninety down back yeah. downtown. Oh my god! And then I would make it home for that uh, that live show, <laughs> do the cooking demo. That was so fun. <laughs> it was and, fun. And, and and we thought like, oh, this ain't gonna be too bad. But then it got real bad because you just nobody wants to be inside that long. We had never experienced something that just didn't end. We are so used to these days moving on to the next thing, the next thing, the next Agreed. thing that we didn't think this pandemic would be something that we would be talking about for two years. Never. We never thought there'd be everything we ever talk about when it comes to our destruction or struggle it's always these big very quick moments it's a bomb it's a this it's a that not this for the next year you're going to be going in this up and down cycle of you know people coming together having a widespread thing beds being in warehouses uh i mean it, <laughs> it's tough man we we were exposed to a lot of our weaknesses as a society, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I thought our character was shown in not the best light. Um, you and I just talked about this. You know, this podcast episode's kind of about adaptation and how we do better. And I feel like there was, in some ways, we did good. In some ways, things got exposed, which I thought was good. Um, in some ways, you know, we're really behind on some growth, uh, some, I don't know, some stuff our grandparents had that. Yeah. But I just think, I think it's part of our like society right now as it is when I say there's so much information and so much in this world that happens that we know about that. Then we just forget about that. Like, Cause it's the cycle. It's, it's just consistently it's the not, next thing. It's not our fault. Like. I agree with you that I wish we would be better, but oh, I don't it think was, it's a conscious thing, it, yeah, right? It's it was, an attention thing. We, sorry, sorry. Keep going. No, no. It was just that it was two years of us just dealing with it. And yeah. I mean, that completely affects you in your thought process. And, you know, like I said, the, the angst in the country it was, I think people are still recovering from it. I agree. We're seeing it all the time. I, I do think all the generational put downs from the boomers to the millennials, to the X, to the Z's about behavior, et cetera. 
I think it's just a perspective. Like, if you're Gen X or even millennial, you know what a five-day, six-day work week looks like. And for you to have to give three days in the office now and then the rest of the days at home, you're like, this is cakewalk. Mm -hmm. Super easy. But if you're coming from, I just graduated college when the pandemic hit. And mm. so I've been working from home for the last three days wearing PJs yeah. and a nice top for my meetings. And now all of a sudden I got to come. I mean, this is working. Yeah. Cause what do you have that to measure against? Right. And then it's only what you know. Yeah, dude. Right. And I'm not saying it that one way is worse or better. I do think that there was plenty of times in some of these um, office environments where meetings are worthless. No work is really getting done. It's just opportunities for people to talk and stand out within the mix of their things like that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I also think that the residual of the zoom meeting is kind of ridiculous. Like if you have every meeting starting on the hour, like, you know, people have to go to the bathroom, you know, people have to have lunch. Like what the hell is going on? And how are you going to have that many meetings? How is anyone getting, I want to know, I want, I want on the next comment section on this episode, there's two things I want. I want feedback from everyone based on the things that we talked about earlier. And then I want to know how many meetings do you have in a day? And I want to know like, what, how much work are you getting done? How much work are you getting done? And here's what I mean by work. I'm sure you have to send emails. That's work. You're trying to communicate something to someone, request something from someone, trying to do a deal with someone that requires communication. You're trying to communicate. If you're on an internal meeting for like three hours, back to back to back meetings, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> you can't be talking about much if you haven't been doing nothing because you're in all these meetings. It's just, it's just a thing that I've noticed that I just think is a weird residual. And it reminds <laughs> me of when email first started and everyone's now like, well, I emailed you at this time. You should be emailing me back at 10 p.m., 11 p.m., 12 p.m. And I'm like, dude, I got your email. <laughs> I'm going to respond to you. And you're going to get the information. But the date's not until this time. And I say all this knowing exactly my behavior traits when it comes to emails <laughs> and these things. I'm very well aware of who I am and how I see the world. I'm not trying to make excuses for that. <laughs> Great things happen when people are communicating regularly you need to be a participant in how those yeah, things work. Yeah. That being said, <laughs> this is one area where Jeremy needs a lot of growth people. Big growth. I mean, the You're biggest right. growth. I am the, for those of you out there, if you ever want to know, is Jeremy oh my not God. perfect? I am the least email communicative well, and sometimes person text on the, I am the least email text communicative person. If you're not with me, then you don't see me. <laughs> there you go. It's me and the Mandalorian. Yeah. I'm in the, I'm in the yeah. ether out here. Yeah. <laughs> but all that being said, I, all right, let's say it this way. I'm an extreme, right? Like you need to do more communication, but on the flip side, some of these <laughs> behavior traits of these so companies I just wanna, are out of control. I, I, like, I just want, I just want you guys to understand that if Jeremy had three meetings in a day, he would be really mad. Big really time. Mad. Three meetings. And three they could meetings. even be half hour meetings. They could have been half hour. But if there were three of them, what, why not just make it one and a half hours and get done with it? But three meetings? 
This is a fair statement. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disagree with you. And and I want to say something else. I'm not naive. Like I'm well aware. That's not reality. That's not reality. You should be. I should be stepping up. But damn, I hate when people waste time in just nothing discussions. I can't tell you how many meetings in my career. 22 years in the fitness industry of that time, I've been a manager or in some type of leadership role for 15 of those years. Okay. And in 15 of those years, I bet you two of those years were dedicated to meaningless meetings. <laughs> in it your sounds mind. like an exaggeration. In your mind. In, my mind. in your mind. 100%. Like in your mind. Yeah. I need I need lots of meetings. Do you? Oh my god, that's how I, I get so many meetings. I gotta know what's going on. No, no. Well, that's how I get have to get things done because I can't do everything. I'm not. I can't be a doer. If I'm a doer at work, then I I'm failing because my managers. Because you're a leader, and I'm yeah. I'm the person who has to hopefully motivate, inspire, and keep things moving in. The, each department's direction. Like I have to trust that my managers are going to do a good job because I hired them. And if I, if I'm a coach and I don't trust my defensive coordinator, I, I have to call every defensive play and every offensive play and every, if I can't trust them that they can't do their job, then they're not going to f- succeed. That's so, point. so I, you know, I have to have meetings and just be like, okay, what's going on with this? What's going on with this? What's going on with this? I just have to keep them in check because when I say I have to know, but they have to understand too that I'm going to check on them so that I'm not saying. Yeah. Right. (laughs) That meetings aren't necessary. (laughs) You didn't hear me say that. Yeah. I say, and this goes back to the pendulum swing, right? I want to be clear. I'm not saying (laughs) meetings are meaningless. What I'm saying is, is that, when I hear clients or people talk about the amount of meetings they have through zoom, I'm like, this seems excessive. It seems excessive. It seems like an abuse of a convenience that allows one to have meetings because they can have meetings. Yeah. Here's what I mean. If you're really about being efficient in your time, how many times you've been in a meeting about something that could get taken care of. But if someone would have just read the email that you wrote two weeks ago, they would have already had the information that they were looking for, right? Cause you took the time to write this email, put it in bullet points and all the good things, we even put bold print to make sure that there was like very specific words that stood out so that it hit them. I did read that email. You're right. I did read that email, but instead it's five minutes of chit chat, icebreaker, whatever you want to call it. Then it's 10 minutes of here's what the problem is that everyone's already known what the problem is because everyone said it in the email before the meeting had happened. Then after the 10 minutes of what the problem is, it's the trying not to get caught up in who's to blame for said problem, but instead try to come up with a solution. But as you're trying to come up with solutions, someone has to make sure that they're not blamed for the problem. So that's five minutes of trying to deflect blame. How long is that now? 20 minutes (laughs) now in your last 10 minutes of a 30 minute meeting you're gonna come up with some solution which ends up being i just need you to do x x and x which could have been said in the email (laughs) 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 and the person saying but you do understand that i'm not to blame 
This is what the problem is. This is how the problem occurred. Really good to talk to you, by the way, though. Yeah. This has been great. Good to this see you. Great meeting. Hey, yeah. Maybe it's team, Hope it's good. team building. You're right. Maybe it's team building. I don't know, man. I don't. I say that obviously making fun, but I don't know. I feel like uh, we're in a weird age with over communication in the sense of the internet and how many times we're being influenced or mm-hmm. uh, uh, stimulated. Yeah. You know, through our devices and how we can utilize the efficiency of technology Mm. while still embracing the best parts of our humanity. And I think that's what I'm always like, I don't know, fighting for. That's my like little goal. It's not going to happen. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that. Hey, thanks for listening to us. Y'all feedback session. State of the union. Here's to growth. State of the Union. Here's to growth. Yeah, cheers, bro. Love you. Cheers. Love you too, man.